0: Welcome to Reframe the Game. My name is Kent Games. I'm an athletic trainer, educator, and lover of breakthroughs. In this perspective shifting podcast, we bring you the mindset, the motivation, and the methods to help you develop as a conscious healthcare provider. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's dive in. Advantage is the premier provider of non traditional work, advocacy, and resources while pushing the boundaries of athletic training. Follow them on social media at The Advantage and join their email list for an even deeper dive into all things non-traditional and access to even more boundary-pushing content. Welcome back to Reframe the Game. In this episode, we are going to dive into purpose and more specifically defining your professional purpose. I want to start today's episode with a story about my journey to divine my own purpose and my professional purpose. I hope that it sets us up for the rest of the conversation today and that you can connect with at least one part of my story and one part of the message as we continue our conversation about defining our professional purpose and how we can do this to enhance ourselves as humans as we move through our careers. So, growing up, I always found myself in the helper role. And what I mean by that is that I would be the one to help people using my gifts, abilities, and talents in any given part of my life. So, for example, I used my gifts and abilities in learning to help people with their homework. I enjoyed helping people. Solve difficult problems with their schoolwork. And I used some of my academic ability and some of my kind of my ability to solve difficult problems in that way, right? Like I helped them with their homework. Looking at the world of like physical activity and sport, I used my physical gifts and abilities on the teams I played them. I fulfilled a very specific role um, or a very specific niche on the teams that I played on. I was the ultra-physical bruiser guy. (laughs) It's kind of funny when I think about it now and I look at myself today to think that I was like the punisher coming into a game um, whose role it was, was to simply to add a presence to the court or to the field or to the diamond. Like, my job wasn't to score. I mean, I was an offensive lineman in football when I played, and I was a center when I played basketball. In baseball, I played whatever they wanted me to play. I really wanted to play first base, but I was gifted with physical size, so I always played in the outfield because I could, in in Little League, I could throw the ball from the outfield into the infield without it bouncing. And so I found myself in these roles, and I was never the superstar. Not that I didn't want to be the superstar. I think every, every kid growing up wants to be the superstar, wants to be the point guard or the quarterback or the running back on the football team or the pitcher, or the catcher uh, on the baseball field, but I was never that person. But I always felt that I was fulfilling a role, and I always felt needed, and that was who I was, and that's something that I could bring that no one else could bring on the team. And I was able to fill a gap that was needed to accomplish the larger goal. In this case, it was winning a game. You know, that translated into my life with my siblings as well you know, I was the oldest or I am the oldest of four children. We're all 18 months apart. So, you know, my younger sisters are a year and a half and three years younger than me. And my younger brother is four and a half years younger than me. And growing up, I was often put in the position of a role model for my siblings. I helped them navigate childhood from a child's perspective. Now, My siblings probably learned more about how not to do things than how to do things. But nonetheless, I found myself helping people um, or helping my siblings or helping people in this role, even if it was by demonstrating things not to do. I felt it was almost this, you know, this responsibility that I had to take when I was engaging in any sort of relationship, whether it was relationships with siblings, whether it was relationships with peers, whether it was relationships with classmates or teammates. Then as I transitioned into college, as I, you know, I went through my adolescent years, and I transitioned into college, and I was thinking about a career I immediately gravitated towards the helping professions. So initially, I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist, mostly because they help people. And at the time, I thought they made a bunch of money. And that's really what I wanted to do. (laughs) And then I found athletic training. You know, with my exposure to sport in high school, I I did know what athletic training was. But it wasn't necessarily something that I was like, this is exactly what I'm going to do when I came into college. But I knew they helped people. And I saw my athletic trainer when I was in high school help people. And that's kind of how I stumbled into athletic training because I had this uh, inner conversation or this inner voice that wanted me to continue to fill this helper role. But in college, you know, you yes, I could help people with homework, or I could help people, um, you know, in difficult conversations or difficult situations that they were in, especially in the dorm, uh, you know, kind of communal living in college. But there was this part of me that was unfulfilled when you look at going to physical therapy school or going to PA school or going to medical school or going to occupational therapy school. All of those helping professions were at the graduate level. And when I went through school, uh, there was professional level bachelor's programs for athletic training. And, you know, it was almost like I I needed to do something in which I could fulfill a helper role in a deeper, more meaningful way that was connected to what I wanted to do in the future. And waiting three or four years to potentially have an opportunity to do that wasn't something that I was willing to do. And so I, I chose to pursue a career or an educational career as an athletic training student. uh, And that led into my career as an athletic trainer. Very much through most of my college and my master's degree, I had this purpose or this purpose that I would articulate to people when people said, well, why do you want to be an athletic trainer? Or why are you an athletic trainer? I would say things like, I love to help people. And that's not wrong. I do. That response was not incorrect. That is what I do at the most basic level. And that's why I'm an athletic trainer at the most basic level. But, you know, as I progressed, as I entered professional practice, my first couple of years, particularly when I was a GA, helping people or saying my purpose is to help people, it felt kind of hollow to me to be honest with you, it felt, it felt cliche. It didn't help me get through the hard days. It didn't help me get through the difficult conversations. It, it didn't provide me the will to continue when stuff got really, really hard, when I was constantly asked to make difficult decisions, and when I was expected to engage in high-level conversations uh, with coaches with parents with with student athletes with uh, administrators with my bosses with physicians with uh, with other healthcare providers those led to really hard long days i look back and i reminisce on those first couple of years as a practicing clinician and i'm really grateful for them but i look back and i was i wasn't equipped and part of the reason i wasn't equipped was because my purpose Wasn't defined enough to help me get through those really hard days. I think unknowingly, or maybe out of necessity, I developed or I refined my purpose, at least how I articulate it to myself. And it was something along the lines of my purpose is to help guide people from their very worst moments back to where they see themselves succeeding. That felt better for me. Like that, that felt better, and that made it easier to get up every day to go to work, and that made it felt easier to put in those long hours. That made it easier to, to wake up at, at 12.30 a.m. At the time, I was working in a military setting, and so it was a transition from people engaging in a sport that's, a, that's essentially a game that they're doing for fun. It, it may have helped them pay for school or help them potentially move into some sort of professional career but by and large that was a game and we and and then as it transitioned into working in the military setting that additional refinement about helping guide people from their worst moments back to where they see themselves succeeding felt better to me because you know as i transitioned out of college and university and into the military setting there was a larger purpose, right? I was working with individuals who their jobs or their careers were at stake when they were see- would see us, and it was in basic training. So it was the transition period between when citizens become soldiers, that transformational process, and everyone had a different level of success and what success meant for them. You know, we worked with patients who their goal was to get through basic combat training, and then they wanted to go go be a mechanic. And we also had people in the same class uh, that wanted to go through basic combat training and then they wanted to go join special forces or they wanted to go into infantry or they wanted to go into any different uh, service sector of the army the definition of success for the patients that I was working with wasn't consistent, right? Like typically when I worked with student athletes at the college university setting, they each, all of them may have had individual goals, but it was all, everyone was able to articulate this idea of going back and helping the team succeed for whatever their championship was, whether their goal was the SEC championship or the national championship. There was a kind of common goal that every single individual linked back to in the military setting. I didn't, especially during basic combat training, I didn't see that connection. There were there were still individuals, um, and I think the individual came out during that period of time. So. This purpose that I had refined and I had developed helped get me through those difficult mornings, waking up like I, I'm, I'm waking up to help people, to guide people from their worst moments back to where they see themselves succeeding. And that worked for a really long time. Then I entered my PhD program and my role as an athletic trainer shifted a little bit. I, I wasn't taking care of patients on a daily basis. I was still doing per diem work and some occasional patient care but I didn't have a regular patient panel so my purpose I had to redefine that because now the purpose that I was using to guide people from their very worst moments to where they want to be succeeding or even to help people that was a little disconnected from what I was doing I was I was researching you know, I was reading a ton of journal articles. I was researching military injuries. I was researching tactical athlete delivery systems. I was doing all of these things and they were all really important, but they didn't resonate with me. And, and that forced me to say, well, what am I doing? And I think I still approached the situation as a helper, right? My role in society Or my role in my specific part of my life right now is to help this very small segment of the military population solve a problem. And I had the ability to help solve the problem or at least contribute potential solutions for the problem. And so that really helped me redefine that. Then where I'm at now in my career, right? As a faculty member at a university working in a post-professional doctoral program during my first four years, it was really hard because I was successful. Absolutely, I was successful. I was externally successful, I should say, but I didn't really have a purpose. You know, I was—I was still trying to grasp on. I, I had a purpose. I just—it was there the whole time. I just wasn't defining it. It made some of the work really hard. And I—I I know not everyone's a faculty member, but I hope that. Everyone can connect with this idea of sometimes waking up because you had to wake up, because that's when your alarm went off, because that's when you had to leave for work, (laughs) right? Like, I felt that. I felt like I was waking up to go to work. I wasn't waking up to fulfill my purpose. I wasn't waking up to live my purpose, even though I would go to work every single day and kick ass, right, and just be a total rock star. The outcome was detached from the purpose. I'm guessing that that some of you that that may resonate with you where you may be successful by every metric that uh, your employer gives you or you've set for yourself from your professional goals um, your professional trajectory but there's something that is missing right the purpose isn't quite there the purpose isn't quite resonating you go throughout your days you go throughout your weeks you go throughout your seasons or your months or your semesters and you're really simply waking up because that's when you were told to wake up. (laughs) That's, that's, that's when you need to wake up because that's what will fulfill the job requirements. You have to go to bed so you can get some rest so you can wake up. I think that that's the space I was living in for quite a bit of time where, again, I was, you know, you look at me and you look at some of my accomplishments during that period of my life. And I don't know if someone would pick out and say, this person has no purpose, or this person is living in contradiction to his purpose. I was just having a hard time defining it. So when I was about four or five years in, I invested in myself. Um, I spent a lot of time reflecting and quiet thinking and quiet feeling and refining these these conversations that I've had with myself throughout my life, right? Like I was a helper. I want to help people when I was an undergraduate student. That's what I want to do. I want to be an athletic trainer. So I want to help people. I want to help people when they, you know, they're, they're competing and then they have an injury. And then I see them at their worst. Like I'm the first responder there when someone's torn their ACL and they think that their career may be over. But then I, as the healthcare provider, as the athletic trainer, have the ability to work with them day in and day out and, and be that guide to, to help them along their journey. Like, that's why I thought I was here. I had to refine that. I had to do version 6.0 at this point, and that leads me to where I'm at today with my current purpose and the definition of my purpose, and that is to develop humans by challenging the status quo and to inspire others to take action on their dreams and aspirations. For me, this definition that I have right now of my professional purpose feels very rich, and it more completely describes how my purpose spans both my personal and professional life. It feels more complete to me. I'm really at a good place with how I connect to my purpose. I wanted to share that with you again And I wanted to share my journey. So thank you for thank you for indulging me and listening to part of my journey, specifically as it relates to my purpose. Because I I wanted I want to highlight that there's no perfect purpose, right? We're all on our own journeys, and that's okay. I think that for a long time I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to have this perfect purpose, right? I wanted to know exactly why I was an athletic trainer. I wanted to know exactly why I was putting myself. Through this really hard job, this really hard career, why I was doing these things that were hard. You know, a part of it is life is hard and we do hard things. That's what we are. That's who we are as athletic trainers. That's who we are as professionals. I think that's who we are as humans, right? Life is hard and we do hard things. But it's okay. It's also okay to take a step back and say that I'm on my own journey. You're not on Kent's journey. You're not on Shannon's journey or anyone else's journey. You're on your journey. That's okay to define your purpose or your professional purpose in any way which you feel valuable, rich, and fulfilling. I told you the progression because every single one of those purposes, those three that that I specifically defined for you... They served a purpose in my life. At one time, they felt rich. But as I grew and my actions and my thoughts and my behaviors became more robust, as I had more experiences to pull from, they lost their richness. And that's okay. You don't have to marry a purpose. Your purpose is you. Your purpose will naturally develop. And we'll get into this a little later in the podcast, but... It's not something that you have to discover or that you have to find. You simply have to spend some time to define it. The other point in me sharing this story is emphasize the use of define. I was very purposeful in using the word define because when you hear people talk about purpose, You've probably heard people say things like finding your purpose or developing your purpose or discovering your purpose or any other verb that you can insert uh, in front of your purpose. I chose the word and I choose the word define when I speak to people and when I experience it for myself because I believe that our behaviors reflect our purpose. All of us already have the purpose inside of us. And we intuitively know, right? We we, we know. We know why we're athletic trainers and why we chose to pursue a career as a healthcare provider. It's just kind of part of, of who we are. However, we rarely take the time to articulate, to define, and to most importantly refine our purpose based on the reflections and audits of our previous behaviors and actions. Every single day, we're gaining more experiences with patients, with how we behave in certain situations, and we have to, you know, living our purpose is a living and breathing activity in which we have to regularly come back and check in, and and to do that, we have to do audits. We have to have some serious reflections on doing that, and without investing the time and the energy You know, and the focus on defining and refining our professional purpose, we're left questioning whether our purpose is truly ours or it's just someone else's and we're performing their purpose because someone told us this is what it this is why you should be an athletic trainer, or this is what it means to be an athletic trainer. It makes it more and more difficult and it leads us to moments where we feel lost where we feel discouraged, where we feel disconnected, where we feel exhausted with our current situation. I I was there. I feel like I was there multiple times in my life when my then current purpose was no longer rich, was no longer meaningful enough for me to get out of bed. And I had to be driven out of bed with external stimuli, with the threat of losing my job because I didn't show up on time, or the threat of disappointing people because I didn't show up on time, or not picking up someone I was carpooling with, or you know whatever whatever it was, missing treatments, or you know getting fired. I, I don't know what well, you know. There was all this. There was always this external drive, probably an avoidance of pain or an avoidance of discouragement or an avoidance of punishment, if you will. That was that was driving that behavior, but. That's where I was at. And it wasn't wrong. It wasn't bad. It simply was what it was. That was simply where I was at. And I'm so grateful that when I was put in that position, I chose to refine my purpose as opposed to choose pathways that would take me out of the profession of athletic training. I would be lying to you if I said I haven't considered other careers where I could be a helper, if you will, that was outside the profession of athletic training, I absolutely have done that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, maybe that makes me a bad athletic trainer, maybe that just makes me like like every athletic trainer. I don't know, but I'm grateful that in those moments where I had a choice to really look at where I was at and make some changes and continue forward on my path or continue forward on my path in a different direction. I chose to refine my purpose and really come to the understanding that it's not going to matter what I do. It's, it's not going to matter what I do, and it's not going to matter how much money I make, and it's not going to matter how much I work. If I am disconnected from my purpose, the results are going to be the same. The feelings are going to be the same. I'm going to be waking up to an alarm. I'm going to be waking up to go somewhere to meet someone else's obligation, not waking up for myself. And so, I think all of these things are are important for us as athletic trainers because by defining our purpose, we really have a beacon for which we can steer our lives, or you know, we have we have a compass by which we can check to see if our behaviors. Are matching, our desired life, or our professional trajectory. We've partnered with OnlineTherapy.com, that's Online-Therapy.com, a complete counseling toolbox where you get the support and tools you need to be happier. And it's all based on cognitive behavioral therapy. Head over to Opportune.at slash OnlineTherapy, That's opportune.at slash online therapy to get started for free and enjoy 20% off of your first month of therapy. MedBridge provides evidence-based courses, unlimited CEUs, a home exercise program featuring over 6,000 exercises and much more. Use promo code THEADVANTAGE, that is T H E. -E 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 A-T-V-A-N-T-A-G-E to get an annual MedBridge subscription for as low as $200. Athletic trainers. What if you could be doing more for your career, for your patients, for yourself? The Indiana State Doctorate in Athletic Training Program can help you get there. You will learn the skills to practice at the top of your scope and show your value in healthcare. Interested? go to www.indstate.edu forward slash DAT. That's I-N-D-S-T-A-T-E dot E-D-U forward slash D-A-T for more information or to apply today. At this point in the conversation, I think it would be helpful to define purpose and professional purpose. So Purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Pretty simple, right? The reason for which something is done. Our professional purpose is essentially purpose but applied to our job, applied to our vocation, applied to our career. In other words, your professional purpose answers this question. Why are you an athletic trainer? Our purpose and our professional purpose are deeper than a reason for doing something. I know that the definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done, right? But I feel and I believe that our purpose and our professional purpose are deeper than simply a reason for doing something. They are the driving force behind our thoughts, our actions, and our behaviors. Our purpose is the driver behind our thoughts, our actions, and our behaviors. And oftentimes, our adult purpose is never fully expressed, or it's never fully defined, or it gets lost in our life for any number of reasons. Maybe it's parental or family pressure, maybe it's monetary pressure, maybe it's your own personal expectations or expectations of other people, or maybe it's within our belief systems that we don't step in to our purpose, that we may have this feeling inside of us that something's not right or something's not aligned, but we turn our back to that because of whatever reason, right? I can't do that because that thing doesn't make a lot of money, or I don't know if I'm any good at it, or my parents would be so disappointed, or I have a family, and I can't make that shift. Or you simply believe you can't. Purpose and our professional purpose are really the driving force between our thoughts, action, and behaviors. And, you know, we're not going to solve the problem or the challenge, the experience of many, that our adult purpose is never fully expressed. And we never really truly connect and define and refine and articulate what our adult purpose is because of all those reasons I mentioned. And I don't think we're gonna solve that. We're not going to create a solution today. But the first step in this is having this conversation, is just making ourselves and others aware and listening to this episode and and then having a conversation with a colleague about why they're an athletic trainer, Hopefully, the more people we get talking, the more people can engage in a serious conversation. And and maybe more people will be able to have the experience of fully expressing their purpose and fully living their purpose and living through their purpose. And when I think about this in the context of athletic training, both as an individual practitioner and as for the collective health. Of athletic training. I think that having a strong sense of professional purpose is critical to developing yourself as a sustainable professional. It's absolutely fundamental to developing yourself as a sustainable professional. It allows us to face those inevitable challenges of being an athletic trainer, right? Like being an athletic trainer can be hard when it's hard it's hard it also allows us to look for opportunities for growth within our own practice how can i practice in greater alignment with my professional purpose and it also allows us to choose career paths that are in line or aligned with our own purpose not the purpose of what what others believe we should be aligned with right because this means you're more of an athletic trainer or you're somehow better of an athletic trainer, or you've somehow made it or any number of, of lies people have told us throughout our athletic training careers, because that was based on their experience and their experience is not your experience. And by having this professional purpose, we create an opportunity to be the creator of our own professional journey. As a result, as our own personal journey, We're humans first, and we're professionals second, or third, or fourth, or fifth. Being a professional doesn't come first, but if we're able to have this professional purpose, we can create our own pathway for the journey that we would like to take, and it allows us to do those things that I I just mentioned. One of the challenges is that we don't talk about it. We don't regularly talk about purpose. As an athletic trainer, we don't regularly talk about professional purpose as an athletic trainer. I'm sure if you've gone through you know if you had an administrative or an o and a class when you were an athletic training student, you may have done some conversation where we looked at our strengths or weaknesses or we developed an organizational mission statement or an organizational vision statement. hey well, you may have even developed your own personal mission statement maybe we did that as a class activity, but we really didn't spend the time, energy, and effort necessary to really gain an intimate awareness of our purpose, much less act upon our purpose. So we're left in this place where we're like, I wanna be an athletic trainer, I'm an athletic trainer because I like to help people. I'm an athletic trainer because I like to be in a team environment. I'm an athletic trainer because I like competition. I'm an athletic trainer because I want to see people at their worst and get them to their best, right? We, we have all of these almost like, stock reasons for why we're an athletic trainer, which it very well may be why you're an athletic trainer. I, I think I used all of the examples that I went through in my development with my personal uh and my professional purpose. We never really get that opportunity, specifically in professional education, to gain that intimate awareness of just awareness of our purpose. And that's not really continued in the ability to act upon our purpose and live through our purpose. And the gap in education or the gap in the conversation, or I should say the silence of the conversation, gets worse as we enter professional practice. We don't have regular conversations about our professional purpose with our colleagues or our supervisors, or we don't talk about our professional purpose when we apply for jobs or when we look to hire individuals. And we really, honestly, we have limited opportunities to explore our behaviors to our professional purpose. We're not having those conversations at national conferences. We're not having workshops or seminars or retreats or virtual writing sessions where a community that's dedicated to this. We're just not doing that. And that's unfortunate. That's why I'm here today. You know, like, that's why Reframe the Game exists. Reframe the game exists because it is in alignment with my purpose to develop humans by challenging the status quo and to inspire others to take actions on their dreams and aspirations. This is me fulfilling and living through my purpose right now we're not having these conversations and we're not creating opportunities for ourselves to articulate, define, and refine our purpose so that we can act on them. And before we can act on them, we must articulate, define, and refine them so we have something to act on. And when we look outside of athletic training, I mean, purpose and professional purpose are present across many different industries. Organizations, individuals, groups of teams spend, you know, countless hours, countless energy, countless time, and countless money investing in developing and refining professional and personal purposes. Regardless of the domain of industry, purpose is, I believe, a human desire, but in athletic training, as is in many other healthcare professions and in many other health professions, athletic trainers aren't unique in this. We spend the bulk of our time in our learning. We learn what and how to practice as a healthcare provider, but we don't spend very much time uncovering why. Not only why are we doing what we're doing, but why are we the healthcare provider we are? I think the assumption that that healthcare makes in general, and again, I'm, I'm using athletic training because that's where I come from. I am an athletic trainer. So when I, when I say athletic training or healthcare, I think those words can be interchanged uh, when we have these conversations. Like The assumption is that we knew why we wanted to be an athletic trainer before we entered school. And we absolutely, the assumption is that by the time we graduate, we definitely know why we wanna be an athletic trainer. The reality is that our sense of purpose as a young adult isn't developed because we don't spend any time investing in our purpose or discovering experiences that help us feel our best. Why? Because we're learning what to do and how to do it. We're spending time you know, developing social relationships. We're spending time learning how to be an adult. Oftentimes, college is one of the first times that we are away from our parents for any extended period of time or our caregivers or our guardians, you know, for any extended period of times. And that's tough. That takes, that's an adjustment period. And, you know, that's not really the time in your life when you're sitting around and you're thinking and you're, you're taking steps and you're doing the work and you're doing the practice that's necessary to define your purpose. And to reflect on your past behaviors and your past actions. And you know, our brains are still developing. And we're still developing on who we want to be and how we are going to interact with the world. And so it's it's not the fault of the system, it's not the fault of our education, it's not the fault of us. It's simply the way it is. The challenge here is that because of the assumptions we've made as healthcare providers and as healthcare educators, as healthcare students, that when you become an athletic training student, you should know why you're here. And when you graduate, if you didn't know why you're here, you definitely know why you're going to be an athletic trainer. You know, Because we work off that assumption, we never open the door, or we very rarely open the door to have a serious conversation about it. But by spending time reflecting, engaging, and developing our professional purpose... We can align our professional practice to best serve the patient populations we work with, and we can do it in a sustainable way, which may increase our own retention and our own satisfaction in the profession and our own professional growth and personal growth as an athletic trainer. I think the alignment with our professional purpose creates better advocates for the profession, right? Like if you know and you feel and you believe why you're an athletic training professional, you're able to more effectively communicate your knowledge, your feelings, your beliefs to others, to, to other stakeholders. And then you can demonstrate your value of what you as an athletic trainer can bring to the table. When your purpose is visible and you've become aware of your purpose and you've been able to articulate it and you can define it and you've been able to refine it, and you've done the work, it's not just about reflection, it's about doing the work to connect those to your thoughts, to your actions, and to your patterns of behaviors across the course of your life and across the course of your professional career. When you're able to do that, your answers and your responses and your language become inarguable. You can't argue with others' beliefs. If someone believes something, you can't argue with that. When we live in this space, we embody our purpose and we live through our purpose. We have such strong conviction and such strong connection among who we are, what our purpose is, why we get up every single day. And it's not because there's an alarm. It's not because I have a job. It's because as a human, I'm fulfilling my purpose today. And this is what my purpose is. And I'm going to do things and I'm going to challenge myself to grow along my journey that are in alignment with my purpose and for things that aren't in alignment with my purpose i'm going to find ways to diminish the amount of time i'm spending on that or if i can eliminate it completely from my life so when we look at this in the profession of athletic training i do feel like we're having we're at a place where we do interact at least on the surface level of why we are an athletic trainer i would guess That many people's experience are that they are an athletic trainer because they want to help someone or they want to help something or they had an experience where they were helped by a helper, right? Whether it would be an athletic trainer or a physical therapist or a physician or some other healthcare professional. And then for whatever reason, you ended up or an athletic trainer ended up as an athletic trainer. But we haven't really spent the time because that's good enough for us. And it very well may be good enough, but I'm speaking right now to those individuals who have felt disconnected with their purpose. I'm I'm speaking to those right now who are feeling disconnected. I'm speaking to those athletic trainers right now who the only reason they wake up to go to work is because that's when someone told them to be there. I'm speaking to those athletic trainers who feel stuck. I'm speaking to those athletic trainers who have ever felt stuck. If they don't feel stuck, you feel resistance. You feel like you're you're bogged down right now. Maybe it's all of the additional responsibilities in the pandemic and post-pandemic era. If it's all of the continual schedule changes, it's the increased responsibility. You know, if it's simply the fact that there's one of you and there are a 1000 patients and there's 10,000 things that need to be done and budgets are shrinking. For all of you, if that's not you, turn off the podcast. Turn off this episode. If this is you, I want to encourage you to continue to listen because I'm going to give you some steps. I want to share with you a couple activities that I do regularly and I've shared with others that can help us start to take action on this because if you're completely satisfied with your life and you're completely satisfied with your professional life and everything is clicking on all cylinders and you can connect your purpose to something as straightforward as I'm an athletic trainer because I like to help people, that's fantastic. But my experiences tell me that when it gets really hard, a simplistic, an oversimplistic purpose becomes in a non-specific purpose, loses its richness and loses its value, particularly when things are hard. So a couple activities that you can do, a couple things you can take action on right now to start the conversation with yourself and start the conversation with colleagues about purpose and about defining your professional purpose. And hopefully by the end of these two activities, Maybe you can jot a draft of your professional purpose down or your life's purpose. Um, They don't have to be separate, but I also don't believe that your life's purpose must be your professional purpose or your professional purpose must be your life's purpose. As I mentioned, we are humans first, not professionals first. So I don't ever advise individuals to put their profession ahead of their life. That kind of defeats the purpose of life. Um, so the first activity, I'm going to call it being a purpose detective. You know, you can judge me all you want, um, with the, with the name of the activity. I was trying to come up with a catchy name for this. Uh, mostly I just sit around and I engage in this myself. As I was preparing this episode, I felt like I needed to give it a name. So I'm going to call it the purpose detective. So you're going to be your own purpose detective in this activity. So our personal and professional purposes often have left clues for us to uncover. So this, this kind of goes back to the first part of our conversation in that we innately know and like our actions, our behaviors, and our thoughts, they've been there. There are clues in our actions, behaviors, and thoughts that they'll help us define our personal and professional purposes, but we have to find them. We have to uncover them. These clues are often found, like I said, in our actions, in our feelings about situations, in our beliefs about situations, in our beliefs on how things should be, or our beliefs on our role in certain situations. And so to determine this, what I'd like you to do is get out a sheet of paper or you know, open your computer or get out your phone. If you're listening to this and driving, I encourage you to do this when you can dedicate a chunk of time, 10 to 15 minutes at least uh, to do this initially and then come back to it later. If you are in a place where you can engage in this in 10 to 15 minutes, after we get done with the podcast today, go ahead and engage in this activity or even pause it before we get to the second activity that I'm going to describe to you to help take action on defining and developing your personal and professional purposes. So, if you got a sheet of paper, you got a pen, you got your computer out, you've got something you can write down and record the answers or the response to this prompts. I want you to think about and feel about and identify specifically identify eight specific accomplishments or experiences in your life where you felt one fully engaged, two alive, three powerful, for free, and here's probably the most important part, created excellent results. Reflect on and identify eight specific accomplishments or experiences in your life where you've felt fully engaged, alive, powerful, free, and when you felt all of those things, you created excellent results. This can be in your career. This could have happened in your education. This could have happened in your family life. This could happen in relationships with others. This could happen when you're playing, when you're out and you're, you know, playing in a rec sports league or you're, you know, you're playing trivia or you're just hanging out. It doesn't have to be something that's career focused, it doesn't have to be something that's education focused. It can simply be when you're out having a good time with others or having a good time with yourself. I want you to write those accomplishments or experiences from your life throughout your entire life down. Once you have those written down, look at them, reflect on them. Do you see a pattern? You, this is where you need to be your own detective. I'm not going to see what you wrote. You're the only person that's going to see what you wrote. And you have a responsibility. You need to take responsibility to be your own detective. Because there's, there may be a pattern there. Is there a pattern? Can you connect any of these things together? Is there some pattern that exists in eight experiences or accomplishments that you were able to recall in which you felt fully engaged, alive, powerful, free, and you created excellent results in doing so or in that moment, or you had to create excellent results to kind of achieve that accomplishment? Look for those patterns. In that, there are probably clues that could help you refine or define or articulate your professional and your personal purpose. They may just be words, but that's where we have to start. You don't have to have a polished one to two sentence phrase about what your purpose is or what your professional purpose is. Start with words, start with ideas, but you have to write them down because if you don't write them down, when you want to come back to them, you're going to have to search for them again in your head. So, we need to take the action. This is what I talk about when I say you have to do the work. You literally have to do the work of writing it down and storing it and then coming back to it. That takes time and energy and focus. If you felt that resistance, if you felt like you've struggled as an athletic trainer, if you felt like you don't know why you get up in the morning, if you've ever felt any of those things as an athletic trainer or as a parent or as a partner, you have the responsibility to do the work in this. Hopefully, you start to see some pattern. And if there is no pattern, that's a pattern. If it's difficult to identify a pattern, that may be a pattern for you to investigate a little more thoroughly. The second activity is called the seven whys. And this is an activity that I adapted from... Well, I learned it from a CEO of a physician-owned orthopedic practice, I adapted a little bit for the purpose of developing and defining one's own personal and professional purpose. But really, the idea of this activity is to uncover the reason or the why beyond the surface level. The title of the activity kind of gives it away. Essentially, I want you to start with an oversimplistic description of your purpose, or maybe what your current purpose is. I'm an athletic trainer because I like to help people, or I help people. Then ask yourself the question, why? And provide yourself the response. Actually write down to help people, period, why, question mark, and then write down your response. And repeat the question, why? Why? On that response and continue this um, pattern, continue this cadence until you have gone through it seven times. So, have gone through seven rounds of asking the question, why? Don't be discouraged if you're having a hard time with this or you're having a hard time getting past two or three rounds of why questions. It's not something we regularly do and it takes practice, it takes work, and it takes practice to do. And to really uncover as you regularly engage in asking and writing down the responses to the question why, patterns and motives will begin to appear. These can become the building blocks for you as you define and refine your purpose. Again, this is hard because when you ask yourself the question why multiple times, you have to get honest with yourself. Can't say it's difficult for everyone. But for me, when I first started the, doing these activities, regardless of the context, I couldn't for the life of me get past two rounds of why. Because I always thought like, well, I'm doing it because I'm doing it, right? One, I wanted an answer right away. I wanted a response right away. And I wanted it to be the right response. I didn't want to, to get it wrong. And so I put this tremendous amount of pressure on myself and I put this expectation on myself that. Well, of course I'm doing it for the reason I said. And as I continued to do this, I really started to see my motives. I really started to see the patterns that exist in why I choose to help people. Why do I want to help people moving from their worst to where they want to succeed? I I hope you can see that in the development of my own purpose going from to help people, to help people moving from the worst moments to their best movements, and then even removing the word help from my purpose. Yes, I think it falls into the helper category, but my purpose isn't about helping. My purpose is about developing, and my purpose is about inspiring. So my purpose has left the word help in the past because as I refined this, I'm not really helping people per se. Like that was too vague of a term for me. I'm inspiring people and I'm developing people, developing humans. And that's why I get up every day. That's why I do what I do. And both of these activities are activities that I engage in on a, I would say a semi-regular basis. So maybe once every six to 12 months. And they, they help me refine my purpose, as well as they serve as an audit for my thoughts, my actions, my behaviors, my feelings, my beliefs to help check me for alignment and really check my, it's like checks and balances on my current definition of my purpose and my professional purpose. If you're doing these for the first time, I would do them more regularly. Try to make it a a daily or a weekly, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day or 10 to 15 minutes a week engaging in these two activities, the purpose is to have a conversation. The intention is to start to have conversations about this. The intention is to become more aware of your own purpose and the drivers of your purpose and, the, and where the influences of your purpose came from and how your past can lead you to your future, to be quite honest with you. In closing, to wrap up today's episode, When we spend the time reflecting and engaging and developing our professional purpose, we can align ourselves and our professional practice to best serve the patient populations that we work with, whether the patient be student athletes, whether they be tactical athletes, whether they be weekend warriors, whether they be students, whether they be other healthcare professionals, whoever we work with, it helps us align our professional practice with ourselves so we can best serve those individuals and we can do it in a way that's sustainable that brings joy it, we can do it in a joyful way and we can happily do it every single day if we wanted to we all will take rest but we could continue to move forward we can do it joyful and we can bring our gifts our abilities and our talents to the room every single time every single day And we can change our career trajectory to fit us. And when we align our professional purpose, we become better advocates. We become better advocates for ourselves and for the profession. When we become better advocates for ourselves, we become better at setting boundaries. We become more confident at setting boundaries, at knowing when we may bend, but we will not break getting better at setting boundaries for ourselves. We're pretty good with setting boundaries with other people because we know right and wrong, and this is exactly where I'm not going to go. But when we set boundaries for ourselves or we set guideposts for ourselves, we're willing to compromise with ourselves. You cannot compromise with yourself. And I think part of this is we don't know why we're doing what we're doing or, or the reason why our purpose, too simplistic, and it's not robust enough to stand up to our excuses. And what ends up happening is we end up advocating for our limitations. Then we support our limitations, and our limitations become the action that we go with. In order to move into a place where we are living or where you are living through your purpose, we all first have to spend the time to articulate, define, and refine our purpose. CBD has become increasingly popular for the treatment of pain, anxiety, focus, sleep, and more. We've partnered with Sweat CBD, who delivers 100% natural, full-spectrum CBD oil, gummies, and lotions. Head to SweatCBD.com and use code ADVANTAGE, A-T-V-A-N-T-A-G-E, for 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of reframe the game. If you found value or were inspired by this episode, please share it with a colleague or a friend so we can collectively have conversations in order to grow and develop both as humans and professionals.